0: Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe I'm Luann Prater
1: And I'm Rachel Olson And
0: Rachel, you and I are definitely at different points in our journey of life And I remember being about your age And all of a sudden, I woke up and said Oh my word, look at the crow's feet that have landed on the side of my eyes Oh my word, I am not accomplishing all the things I set out to do do in life. Oh my word, is this it? Am I headed down this path? And am I ever going to be able to do anything That I really wanted to do? And I think they call that midlife crisis Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: I do And I think my first uh, sign That I was uh, approaching that point Was when I was like one particular week in my life When suddenly I decided That all of the spaghetti box makers Had reduced the font on all their directions, and I couldn't (laughs) figure out why. Why were they making the font so much smaller? (laughs) There must be an ink shortage. Oh my word It took me about a week To figure out It wasn't the spaghetti box package It was my eyesight It's like I woke up one week And I suddenly After having 20-20 vision My whole life I couldn't read anything Um, (laughs) And I was like Really At first I'm like Oh no What horrendous Life-threatening condition Affects your eyesight (laughs) Can you have Cancer of the eyeballs? (laughs) What's wrong? (laughs) And
0: then it
1: slowly dawned on me oh, yeah, it's time for reading glasses.
0: (laughs) Oh, I feel your pain. I did not even think about my eyes being old. Until I went to the eye doctor, I was like, man, something, just like you, something doesn't seem right. Uh, He put his hand with his fingers outstretched, kind of in a cup shape, and put the other hand underneath it. And he said, normal eyes adjust up and down. And he showed me this movement when you go in and out of different objects that are close to you. And he said, but as you age, they stop being flexible. And when he said that, I was like waiting for it. Yeah But why are mine doing What's wrong doing with that? me now <laughs> And he said Your eyes are getting old And I remember going What <laughs> First of all I should slap you For saying that But Oh yes Girl I get it And And uh, and I think we all realize that we're in that midlife. Now, I've gone way past that, but I think that we get in that mode where all of a sudden we're overly concerned about our appearance or we're not concerned enough. Mm-hmm. Or, we, you know, we get uh, where we feel like, oh, the world is moving on and I am not part of it. Maybe you've felt this weird new jealousy over somebody else that. Is accomplishing things that you kind of wanted to do And you're not getting it done for whatever reason Maybe your life circumstances are different And you still have kids at home or whatever And all of a sudden you you start feeling this overwhelming sense of Kind of like a loss Like, I'm losing my youth And when, you, when you're in your 20s and even your early 30s You can take on the world, right?
1: As soon as you figure out how it works Yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> or you think you can uh-huh. And then when you When you cross that line Where the doctor tells you Your eyes are old Or the font's too small On the on the spaghetti box You're like What is happening In my life? Uh-huh. And suddenly It hits us That we are in this Crisis mode
1: Well, you know I used to um, work In my parents' homework stores When I was younger And um, we would have All these paper party decorations, streamers and table toppers and things you could put up on the walls. And I remember when the over the hill became a thing um, (laughs) and all the decorations that came in for that were black. Like black mm. and white And silver um, And you know Over the hill Happened at age I think it was Was it 40 or 50
0: Yes it was 40 <laughs>
1: 40 Yes ah. So so in my mind So like you know 16, 17 year old me It got implanted In my head That you hit 40 And it's all downhill From there
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So I can remember Because you're now You're over the hill And everything's black <laughs> um, So So I can, you know, I'm hitting long about 37, 38 and I'm going, oh no, it's all, I've got two years left and it's all downhill from here. (laughs) I don't think that was a, I think, I think that was a marketing ploy just to sell more decorations earlier. I don't think over the hill starts at 40.
0: Well, of course we don't because we've already passed that mark. And the truth is, the truth is everybody Experiences it in different ways Everybody Maybe you are struggling with sleeping through the night Maybe you're feeling like Where did this extra weight come from? I mean, there are so many different things that happen Maybe you've made a really crazy, rash decision That you would never have done But you're going through this thing And you don't even understand why you feel the way you do Can I just comfort you for a second and say There's a reason Hallmark sold so many over-the-hill cards And they were a success with that Because everybody's experiencing And they know that it's a a pain point You know, every, every marketing thing is trying to uh, Capitalize on a pain in your life But I want to look at it from a different perspective. Because Rachel, you and I don't have to look at life the way marketing tells us to, or the way that our body is telling us to. We can look at life through a different lens, especially when we go back and we look at characters in the Bible who really went through midlife crisis. I mean, you can look and see that that over and over and over, starting with What about Moses? When Moses killed the Egyptian and then ran into the desert and he's like 40 years on the run in a foreign land and he wakes up one day and goes, I'm an alien. I'm a foreigner in my you know in my midlife and it's all over. But it wasn't all over. God had other plans for him. Or what about Joseph when he is, you know, thrown into the pit then he goes and he's starting to make some progress but then gets lied on and all of a sudden he's like well, I'm in I'm in my midlife crisis. Wow. Or David, when he really messes up and makes a rash decision with Bathsheba. I mean, look throughout the Bible, and you can see how midlife crisis happens. We all experience it. The difference with you and I is that we know that God's not done, and that he has more for us to do. And if we allow him, he's going to use the very things that are happening to us to help encourage others.
1: Yeah, you know when you talked about Moses and and David and all those characters, you know I started thinking about just how many uh, Bible characters kind of thought that it was it was over, it was done, mm-hmm. even if it wasn't literally over. This was it. It was not going to get any better or any different. Um, and I thought about Naomi, right, who becomes oh, yeah. you know becomes a widow and is like, okay, this this is it. I'm 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 just (laughs) going to Remain here till I die And nothing will change And then, you know, this beautiful relationship with her daughter-in-law, Ruth, and then, you know, meeting Boaz, and it turns around for all of them. Yeah, I think that's the challenge of our time. We live in a culture that has been for quite a while now, it wasn't always, but it has been for a long time now, very youth-oriented, very, very much youth-oriented, and we're always trying to push back the clock with, you know, 50's the new 40, and 30's the new you know, 20 or whatever, it gets confusing. (laughs) Basically, you know, 45 is the new 18. I'm going to get my license. So, uh, So that's the challenge of our time is to... A, not slide into the mentality of it's all downhill from here, it's over, this is it, it's done, but also not fight against, you know, the age that you are, not be, not be mm-hmm. trying to, you know, relive your 20s when you're mm-hmm. out of that decade. Um, so I think that's kind of the the dual challenge that we have to to make peace with the crow's feet on your face, mm-hmm. but also to know that those are not a signal that you might as well go climb in your recliner because and get under your afghan because it's all downhill from here.
0: And you know there are examples of both ways, both extremes of, of people that have done just that, like Florence Nightingale. She was known for helping so many, so many. Hospitals are named after her But when she reached a certain age And I can't remember what it was But it wasn't that much past our current over-the-hill thinking She thought, well, this is over, I'm done I mean, life is never going to get any better And she just kind of lived a a nothing life after that Because she had already given up So my, my goal today... Is to tell you, don't ever give up And I'm looking in the mirror Because there are days, Rachel I want to check out Because I feel like Oh, you know, the best days of Radio are behind me Or the best days of parenting are behind me Or the best days of marriage Is behind me And all I have left to look forward to Is a walker (laughs) (laughs) Lordy Jesus, come now (laughs) but there are great things that happen like okay Florence Nightingale threw in the towel even though she had a great run on really making an impact on caring for others but then you look at somebody like a uh, uh, Colonel Sanders who started Kentucky fried chicken at age 66 and said you know what I'm going to keep on going and it and and that's the mentality That the folks in the Bible that we can look at and say, okay, when David realized he messed up, he asked for forgiveness, and he moved on, and God kept using him. And when Moses felt like he had really blown it, blown his opportunity to lead, then... God said, wait a minute, come over here. I got to talk to you with this burning bush because you're not really paying attention. <laughs> and maybe that's what's happening in our life. God uh-huh. has sent us a burning bush so that we will stop, woe is me in our midlife slump and say, okay, God, I'm listening. What do you have on my next? I know that you're not done because I'm still breathing. So that's where I want us to go today is to focus on never ever giving up. So how do we do that, Rachel?
1: I think we start by not giving up. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so oh, just wise one. <laughs> oh, wise one? Any other major life problems you need answers to? Um <laughs> <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the fount of wisdom is in. Um, <laughs> no. So, when you were talking about that, though, it, it made me think of this documentary that I just watched the other day. And it was a documentary on Netflix about the Lindy Hop swing dancing. And... Mm-hmm. Um, these are things that you, you, you watch when you can't fall asleep and everybody else has gone to bed and it's you and the cat. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, Mocha the cat and I watched this <clears throat> documentary on swing dancing. And swing dancing began in, um, I think, Harlem. And from there some of the the big time swing dancers in Harlem got cast into some movies in Hollywood And that gave it national exposure and then throughout the 20s and 30s swing dancing and it goes by other names as well Lindy Hop, Jitterbug, various things There's the East Coast Swing, West Coast Swing, Shag Dance, all of this is just variations of this style of dance Um And it was super popular in the twenties and the 30s. But then um, the World Wars came along. And after World Wars, it's like people just sort of forgot about dancing. Their partners went off to fight. We worked in factories. After the the war, we all moved into the suburbs and raised families, and there was not the same dancing culture. Um, But it had a resurgence in in the last 10 years and became popular again, um, not just throughout uh, sections of the US, but um, Vietnam and um, Sweden, all kinds of places swing dancing became huge. But what I loved about the story was um, as all these new places discovered swing dance and wanted to learn how to do it, they sought out the the actors that were in those movies in the 20s and 30s. Um, And like one of them was Frankie Manning. And they held workshops and they invited this guy to come to their workshop and tell them about how. How this dance got started And um, you know, teach them some steps He was in his late 70s At this point in time um, And it wasn't just Frankie It was several uh, of them Anyway, they all got involved In this um, resurgence of this dance That they had done back in the 20s and 30s And it brought them back to life They mm. were on their feet They were dancing They were traveling the world In his 80s, Frankie was somewhere in the world 40 weekends a year um, meeting people And he, he said You know We didn't always speak The same language But we could dance together And connect And um, One of the organizers of, of one of the big competitions Said When she first You know Reached out to the The legends of the dance She thought How lucky are we That they are um, Still alive And that they uh, Were able to get them in To, to, to teach us Before they're gone mm. She said 12 years later, they were still coming to her festival every year, and she couldn't believe. She thought that they were you know, close to done, um, and they may have thought so as well. But just the very fact that they had a reason, they had purpose, they had people, they had community, they had connection, they were up, they were moving, it really was kind of an amazing story that did teach me that, yeah, the way to not you know, go into decline is don't go into decline.
0: No, absolutely. And I think that that can be summed up with losing our excitement in life, whatever that was for you when you were 20s and 30s, you had this drive. And, and in that case it was dancing And there was some kind of a passion in your life And when you get into that slumpy time You start saying, oh, I just have lost my get up and go You know, I don't have the desire And I don't have the excitement anymore For those things that brought me joy And so I want to have us kind of rethink How we can take that joy back That's been lost For example If you love and you you were passionate about cooking, and you wanted to see all the different cooking shows, but now you're kind of, you know, bored with it all, and you just don't care anymore, and you just throw the same thing out all the time. How about finding a a cooking class, or going to a restaurant that teaches you how to do something, or travel to a new place when, when the opportunity comes. Find a way to Get excited again about the things that excited you earlier in life because I think that's exactly what you're saying about the dance. God has wired us to love certain things and get excited about some things, and after time passes, we have this tendency to get dull and things seem to be monotonous, and so. The question is, how do we take our passions from the past and reinvigorate them so that we can find a new, exciting future to look forward to?
1: I think that's excellent advice. Um, you know, for, for Frankie Manning, it was dancing, which he was still able to do when he was in his 70s and 80s. Some of these legends I saw in their early 90s still dancing at these events. For me, what I did when I was young was gymnastics. I'm not entirely sure I should get on the uneven bars <laughs> when I'm 80. <laughs> balance beam or the vault. Although, I will tell you, I saw a video of
0: some friends at their wedding, and their great grandparents, 94 and 91, got out onto the dance floor and tore it up. Mm -hmm. So I think, get on those uneven bars. Well, maybe you better (laughs) stay parallel.
1: (laughs) Um, But, you know, I think it's important, you know, I thought you were going to tell me what you saw, because that... That you just triggered my memory A couple years ago I saw a video Of a woman in her 60s Doing a bar routine Like she was a former gymnast Who stayed at it Her in- entire life And was still a- It was amazing The things she was still able to do Sometimes I think We need a role model You know I think mm. we need somebody Who's like Oh, so I can still do gymnastics when I'm 60? Oh, so I can still swing dance when I'm 70? Oh, so I can tear up the dance floor at my grandchildren's wedding when I'm 80, 90? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes we need those role models because, like uh, you mentioned Florence Nightingale, you know, sometimes we just assume, because Hallmark told us, we're over the hill now, climb in your recliner and wait for the walker. Um <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and I think that's true You start telling yourself,
0: I'm old You start telling yourself, oh, I have the aches and pains that I never had before And oh, no, it's not fun getting old And how many times have you heard that in your life? I remember people in high school saying that oh, So, morning. I mean, I, <laughs> I think it's a mentality and it's an attitude that we have to Uh, Be willing to face head on And say oh I'm never Going to let an old person move into My body (laughs) because God has Given us a body to keep On going and keep on doing And that's why Yesterday I was on a tractor digging in my yard with the bucket and my my husband took a picture and said, oh my goodness, that's my wife. You know, I, (laughs) uh, by all the world standards, may be over the hill and past my midlife, but we don't have to give up on life and we don't ever ever give up on ourselves it's an attitude
1: yeah there's some way to do it because you know in Deuteronomy it says that Moses will live to be 120 when he he died he was 120 and it says in Deuteronomy yet his eyes were not weak nor his strength gone so even at 120 apparently he could read the spaghetti box <laughs> So it is exactly. possible.
0: <laughs> it is possible.
1: Um, <laughs> and Look, I, like, I, I like Ecclesiastes too. So I want to I wanna bring this verse to you because it says, Ecclesiastes 7.10, it says, Do not say, why were the old days better than these? For it is not wise to ask such questions. My favorite mm. part of that is not the, you know, don't say why why was things better then. My favorite part of that verse is the, it's just not wise to ask such questions. Just don't even ask them. That's what cracks me up It's like We don't need to discuss We don't need to reason I don't need to prove to you Why the old days were But just don't bother asking that It's just not wise I love that Oh I love
0: that too And my mom I remember clearly My mom saying And this was like I don't know She was probably in her 60s At the time And she said I don't know why People keep talking About the good old days These are the good old days We're able to get up Every day and do My mom walked four miles Miles every day I mean, she was a doer And a go-getter And she's like You know, the old days We were washing clothes by hand With a ringer washer No, no, no These are the good old days So I think it's all an attitude issue That if we have lost our zeal If we've lost our love And our excitement And our joy For the things that we used to be Passionate about In our 20s and 30s It's a normal thing You are feeling feeling your midlife crisis maybe in a different way maybe maybe you've gone into a slump of depression maybe you've gained weight maybe you don't look the way you used to and my my goal for you is to say okay that doesn't matter because i have today and i have the ability to get up and get excited about the things that used to spark my interest So how can I attack this from a different angle so that I can find my passion again?
1: Absolutely. And if gymnastics used to be your thing and you can't get on the uneven bars anymore, find something else that makes you feel like gymnastics used to make you feel. Whether that's dancing or taking up, um, you know, playing, playing bridge or planting a garden, whatever it is, find something that sparks your joy, something that gives you a chance to learn, a chance to improve, reach mastery, or see the fruit of your work. And
0: every single time we say, Lord, are you finished with us? Am I done? Is this really, this feeling, is it trustworthy, God? Or do you have something more for me? I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if you ask those questions of the Lord and you get into his word, he's going to take you to a Naomi or a David or a Joseph or a Moses. And he's going to say, Oh no, I have so much more planned for you. Hey, this week, let's find the excitement and let's help others get over this midlife crisis. And may the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others. I'll see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us today an Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe at encouragementcafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time.